0: This is the Winning Plays podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. Winning Plays is back, and we have a special one for you here, kids. Michael Pina, now of TheRinger.com, is back rejoining the show today. Michael, it's great to see you. How the heck are you?
1: B-Rub, I'm wonderful. How are you?
0: Just great. I mean, this this we've been talking about doing this for a week or two here, and um, it's nice that, you know, we just hold out until the uh, the Celtics are in the midst of a, a seven game winning streak here with uh, mm-hmm. a date looming with the defending champions on uh, Thursday as we record this on Wednesday here. So, um, yeah, there's there's really uh, there's not a lot to talk about, except really good things for this team right now, as they continually get back on the rise and parts of the Eastern Conference around them are starting to uh, to wither a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, you brought up the the Warriors game. I <laughs> I would say, correct me if I'm wrong, that's,
0: that's the biggest game of the regular season for you. Is it, is anything close? As far as what's left on the schedule? Probably not. No, this is, I mean, this is a home game. You got two days off going into it. So you can really like, there's not like, oh, you know, they could be tired. No, this is like, they're geared up. The, the Warriors will be well-rested and motivated to actually win a road game or two. Uh, that's not against the wizards. And um, yeah, this is, I mean, yeah, as far as the, the regular season ratings, go, I, I I expect this one to be at the top of the charts. I
1: have a friend of mine who was before the season um, at his office, they have season tickets and they're trying to pick dibs on certain home games. And he's like, which what's one game that I, I should absolutely go to. And, Like, the two games that popped out to me, I was like, Lakers at the Celtics. like, if you can get that, just go to it, whatever, of course. And then Warriors at Celtics. Like, I I thought Warriors at Celtics, Draymond coming back, Clay coming back. Obviously, the last time they were there, they won the NBA championship. Um, A little bit of a a bummer that I don't think Jalen is going to play, right? Um, He's still out or I bet, be up, I bet he pops up
0: i bet he pops up and we'll get the injury report today i wouldn't mind if he pops up as questionable or you know he's been out a week okay but no but the, the the safe play would be not to play him since that is if you're coming back from an injury this is you know a tough place to ramp up obviously um from zero to 110 you know he wants
1: to play in that game oh he wants
0: to play so yeah. it'll be that'll be an interesting development in the next 24 to 48 hours but um yeah they will but they're playing so well without him right now and that's not not gonna it's just a matter of like they you know the, the tribute to the, the depth and uh, the offensive like excellence kind of reaching its peak again that we saw in the first you know six weeks of the season finally getting kind of getting back to that form again yeah extremely deep um
1: offense is back to first place which is not nothing when you watch a team like the denver nuggets just literally make every single shot. their best player make every single shot last night against the Portland Trailblazers, just an absolute juggernaut of a team over there. So Celtics to be back in first place in offensive rating is very impressive. Um, Yeah. I mean, I would say that, you know, you said at the top, there's not a lot to talk about with this team right now. I I do think that this Warriors matchup is very fascinating and I don't like taking anything super meaningful from any one regular season, game there's 82 of these things but like i'll just throw the question out to you what would you say the odds are i think we both agree that the celtics are the favorites to come out of the eastern conference even though there's a lot of really good teams in the east right now and teams that haven't figured it out that have injuries the Bucks, the nets um that could easily have you know they have a couple months now to to turn things around and get healthy and look like the juggernauts that Can be the Sixers are starting to figure some things out. I think Doc Rivers is doing a really good job over there, but we think the Celtics are the best team in the conference right now. And the West is just kind of like wide open you have like the Grizzlies, the Warriors, the Nuggets, who knows, the Pelicans. Um, we could this could be definitely a finals rematch, I would say. Like, I would not rule that out at all.
0: So, and this is Mike, I mean, you're all over the league now, so you're better equipped to answer this than everyone. I kind of look at what the Warriors are doing right now, and I see see this, you know, 4 and whatever, or 5 and 17 road record, and that makes me think that, like, it's going to be... Is it impossible for them to get back to the finals? Of course not. Is it highly unlikely? I just think yes, because of the gauntlet they're going to have to go to. But at the same time, everything's so bunched up out West that they could... If they get the right draw, it's like, who cares if they're like on the road for three rounds? Because if they're facing three teams that are unproven or just, you know, that I feel like favorable matchups for them in general, it 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 might not matter at all. So I might be kind of over, you know, thinking the struggles they might have on that front.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're starting five. Like, obviously, they've had a ton of injuries. They're starting five is just we're turning this into a
0: Warriors podcast. So <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> it's the number one nemesis right now. Their starting
1: awesome. five is is tremendous. Um, when healthy, best five man lineup in basketball. I just think like when you have Steph Curry and Clay looking even better than he did last year in that playoff run and in the finals, and Draymond's having a low key like pretty awesome year. And you know, this is a team that um, I think could be making a trade before the deadline, which is something that the Golden State Warriors don't normally do. I think that they will look to upgrade. They should look to upgrade. I think they have to do it,
0: like, based on their personnel, right?
1: Yeah, they have, you know, I just don't necessarily trust eight guys on their team, nine guys on their team. I don't trust any. Dutch is terrific. Um, they've had a few two-way guys contribute. I just don't trust them in a, in a playoff run. So, yeah, I would, I would assume that they're going to make some moves. Um... I think the Celtics are, you know, there was a report yesterday. We can transition to them again on the Celtics podcast. Uh, there was a report yesterday from Sham Sharania that the Celtics are interested in, in Jakob Pertl. Um And I said to you the last yeah, time. Yeah. Did we talk show, about this?
0: I feel like, yeah, I feel like this is a, this is almost like a heated conversation between us. I feel like. At, at the so
1: beginning. I'm, I'm going the other way. I'm changing my.
0: Opinion.
1: Yeah. I've watched. I always watch too much Spurs basketball. I don't really know what to tell you. You're I, a sicko. I I am um, less so after Devin Vassell went down. I just love watching him primarily, and I have like stock in Devin Vassell. So I watch a lot of Spurs. And um, Jakob Perdew's like definitely not a stiff. Um, he's really good, and I think the Celtics like they're obviously. I think that there's some questions in the front court. I think that when you're going through four, when you want to win a championship and go through four playoff rounds, I don't think that Rob Williams is going to play in every game. I think that's safe to say. Al Horford is 36 years old. That's going to be 37. a risk. That's a risk for sure. I don't necessarily anticipate him playing in every single game. He didn't play in every single game in the last run to the finals um that like every day every other day game in the conference final stuff like that and we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves like that's really difficult on the body and that there's a lot of travel um I think that you want you would be way more confident as a team trying to win the title that should be going all in right now and basically is in a lot of ways um with Jakob Pertl as your starting five as opposed to oh my god like Luke Cornett starting game three of the conference finals against the bucks. Like how did we get here? I think that that would be something that the Celtics want to avoid. So the Jakob report makes a lot of sense. And what would you just talking like hypothetical trades here now for him? What do you think the, the offer is that could get it done? Um, and how realistic do you think it is that the Celtics actually make a trade like that?
0: Yeah, I think the odds, I as far as realistic price goes, I think the, the cheapest he's going to go for is a, uh, a, a lightly protected first-round pick. Um, I expect, or, or just an unprotected from a team like the Celtics that feel confident that that pick is going to be a bad one. Uh, I think, and I think that's a kind of a starting point right now because you, when you look at the market for... Bigs that you could, you know, trust to start a game in the playoffs or trust to be in your rotation of playoffs. It's a, it's a pretty small list of guys when, that are making this kind of money that are only making you know nine million dollars a year, which checks a box on a number of fronts for teams like the Celtics that have. I have another name I'm going to throw out. I, want, I have
1: another name I want to throw out after we start after no, we finish talking about. Part-time. I'm eager
0: to hear that because that's uh, that's obviously going to be bandied about soon too. I bet. But so. For the Celtic standpoint, you have Gallinari's deal, so you don't have to take away someone important from the rotation. But that's a bad contract. So you have to you have to add something in for wherever he goes. You can't even trade him to the Spurs. You'd have to trade him to third team since they already traded him within the past year. Um, and so you have to... I'd say it's like a first, maybe a, a couple seconds to get rid of Gallinari. And I don't know. And then you have some... You don't even have... The only piece that you even could like can think about moving that as value that you wouldn't mess with your rotation is, is a pain pressure. And I don't just don't think that that's a guy worth moving with a pick to, cause if you're, you're kind of creating a problem there too, by moving him. So is, is a, is a, a rental hurdle in your mind for, is that worth a first round pick? Like, I don't know that that's where things kind of dicey here. And it'll be interesting to see how like that market kind of plays out for him.
1: Yeah. So I think it would be, yeah, like 2025 they can trade, right? Because yeah, anything after that. Yeah. Um yeah, like a lottery protected 2000 2000- and then you get into the question of okay, so it's not like the Celtics are the only team that might be interested in Jakob Pertle. I mean, if I'm the Clippers, like <laughs> I have I I like I'm sorry, like I don't know if you saw the the Sixers Clippers game Um, last night Clippers lost at home in a game that Kawhi and Paul George both played. And I know that's against Joel Embiid, but for a team that will potentially have to go through Nikola Jokic to get to the finals. um, Zubats is really good, but like after Zubats, I'm sorry, you can't play. Moses Brown is not doing it for you. The Moses Brown minutes last night were just, I mean, it's, He's just not good. So they were terrible. And he's not doing it for me. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, So like Robert Covington at the five, Nick Batum at the five, that's just not going to cut it, cut it. Like they were switching the James Harden. Um, and beat pick and roll with small lineups and just trying to shrink the floor. And and beat is just like, I'm going to bowl over whoever's on me and get to the free throw line. And that's what he did like over and over and over again. It's just not a recipe for success. So I think the Clippers are a team that could be in contention. They have a first round pick. They have a lot of salary. That's intriguing to move young players to move. Um, I think the other team in the report was the Raptors. Yep. And Jakob Pertl checks off a lot of boxes for the Toronto Raptors if the Toronto Raptors are interested in making something of this season and not going in the other direction. So we'll see what they're willing to give up. Um, but the Celtics have also been very active in their um, in-trade negotiations over the past couple years with... Uh, going back, I guess, to the Derek White trade, you had the Noah Vonley transaction. There was another Wancho, move.
0: Wancho. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so yeah, they they love know. they love talking to the Spurs. Brad, yes, Brad, so, Brad, and Pop.
1: Exactly. So I wouldn't be surprised, and I I know that the Celtics um, want to upgrade um, at the five so that they have insurance for Rob Williams and Al Horford. And I don't think that they're huge fans of playing Grant Williams at the five for a variety of reasons. So Jakob Pearl makes a lot of sense. Um and I think I mean Yeah, give us another name you, you teased earlier. So the other name I have is Mason Plumley. Whoa. Um, and who's Loki? Look up his numbers having an incredible season he had a good
0: game against the celtics on like on monday he would play he's good he's straight up
1: having a a very good season
0: um also makes nine million dollars like pretty much the same amount as berto yep and i believe he's expiring yep um, expiring if i'm not mistaken he is do you know how old he is mike 32 yeah that's i would not have guessed he's that old at this point but i guess he's been around a long time
1: yes 2013 i believe he's a gold medal winner and lunch. i know he right. played i know he played for <laughs> team usa i can't remember we got a little middle right oh, uh, um so he's like he's having a very good season um veteran big who can obviously he still has athleticism on dives to the rim uh dribble handoff really smart guy you can just give him the ball at the elbows and he knows what to do uh not gonna veer outside of his lane not gonna need he doesn't need to post uh, any of that stuff um, really good on offensive rebound tip outs which is something that is beneficial in the postseason and I just think you have uh, like I think Cornette's really cool and and awesome and that's he's really you know I think he's a solid player for sure I think you're I think the upgrade from Cornette to Plumley and definitely to Purdle. To me, is worth a protected first in two thousand twenty-five, just because you got to think about it. Like we're gonna, we're potentially gonna go up against Embiid.
0: Right. We're
1: potentially gonna go up against Giannis. We're prote- like, there's just so many guys who um at a bio, you just there's there's a re- lot of uh, really talented bigs um in the Eastern Conference, and like to you know think ahead. If you do go to the finals, like I think the Nuggets are as good. I I just love the Nuggets, and you need someone who can like bother Jokic in single coverage. Like you just need that, or you're just not. You're they're gonna their offensive rating is gonna be like 150. Like they're so good. So I and they just beat the Celtics the other day or a week ago or whenever
0: they did. It was the Celtics' last loss, maybe I don't even know, but I know they beat the Celtics recently. It was right um, before the the Thunder debacle, but yeah, like th- those were like probably right. two of the worst games of the year. Like Jokic, right. because Jokic just like you said, he just ate them up, whether it was single yes. coverage or double coverage, it didn't matter. And yeah, he's like, the best that, player alive.
1: Yeah, he's amazing. Um, by the way, that Thunder loss, I feel like, is not as bad given how good the Thunder have looked since that game. They're uh, they're like I... a pretty decent team. They're not like terrible.
0: As far as like high motor guys that if if they're just in a rhythm, like I mean no, the just weren't interested in playing defense that night. But even if they were, they probably would have still lost that game by fifteen points as opposed to like thirty five points. Is yeah. uh, with the way that they're playing. I agree. It's a, it's a lot of fun guys on that team. Uh,
1: uh, at the five, and you're a team that has to go all in and. I think Rob is awesome and Horford's awesome, but you don't want to like get into the playoffs. And like I said, have a situation where one of those guys goes down or Rob wakes up one day and his knee isn't feeling right. And he can't go in game two of the second round. And all of a sudden you're playing Cornet big minutes or any minutes in the playoffs. <laughs> um, so I just think it it makes your rota- rotation a lot cleaner and um, eases the burden on a lot of other players on the team in a lot of different ways. And so swinging a trade like for a Plumley or for Pirtle, uh I'm sure there's maybe one or two other bigs out there, but
0: I can't think of any. What are you giving up for Plumley? Like, what are obviously he's he's. Curdle is like the top dog in terms of like the cost factor. The Hornets are not going to get a first for an expiring Plumlee, I don't think. So are you giving no. up? So is that a way like I package hitting, seconds? Like yeah, a couple seconds. seconds. Yeah. Like, they have a good second this year. I also Maybe. don't think that there's, I don't think there's a market. Yeah. So that could Plumlee.
1: be right. So that and can help too. yeah,
0: it's
1: probably not a market and they should have no interest in resigning signing him. They're not the best run organization in the NBA. So I don't know. Maybe they do have an interest for no reason. But I would assume that they don't. So, hey, do you want these two seconds or not? Or you want nothing? Um, right. That's kind of how I would look at it. Plus, like, he's good and they should be tanking. Yeah. So, like, play Mark Williams. Like, that's what you should be doing. That's what they should be doing this whole time. Uh, so... Like, they're the second, I think they're the second worst record in the NBA and just were shellacked by the Celtics in back-to-back games. Um, So, so yeah, I think a couple seconds should be enough. Um, Do you have any concern with, like, giving up on
0: Gallo? Only from a, like, it kind of sucks from a, a chemistry standpoint, I guess a little, he's been traveling with them all year. I've noticed. So, you, so, right. Which is, I feel like incredibly rare these days for, especially someone who's like new to a team um, to be, to do all the rehab and everything on the road. Um, It just, it sucks. But the, the fact of the matter is I, I don't think you can let that, you know, you know, those chemistry concerns keep you from, Moving that contract if if the right deal co- pops up because you know, he's he's not going to be available in the playoffs. People can you know it's nice that he's even if he gets close, it, they're not going to ramp him up. You're not going to be able to be thrown in. It's not like he's going to have a few regular season games to get right. It's like you're going to be thrown in the middle of a of an Eastern Conference gauntlet, and and a lot of those matchups aren't favorable to Gallinari even before he got hurt. So like that that's gone. And realistically next year, like, could he come back and be useful? Sure. But you also have Sam Houser making, you know, 10% of what Gallo makes next year. So it's, it's hard to foresee those two guys being in the rotation at the same point. So it's, it sucks. I don't know. Do you think they could, would this look bad? Would this be another, not an Isaiah Thomas situation, but like how, how much would they get knocked for like, you know, trading a guy who took a little bit less money to sign with them compared to what he got offered from Chicago um, from what I heard, like to, if you, you know, if you dump him to try to make an upgrade elsewhere uh, for the present.
1: Um, I don't think that that should be a concern at all. If you're the Celtics, like you're trying to win a championship and anyone who looks at the situation logically would understand that, this guy tore his ACL in the offseason. It was a terrible situation. Like, really bad luck. Um, is the second year a player option? Yes.
0: So he'll get the money regardless. Okay. So,
1: yeah, like, that's, I mean, that's a pretty good contract for Gallo. Um, kind of amazing that he got a player option. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't, I, I, I like, is, I don't think, like, that, like, it clearly hasn't hurt them. Um, like, Malcolm Brogdon shows the Celtics reportedly over a few teams that he could have gone to when the Pacers were trying to move him. I don't think that that stuff really matters that much. And, like, the quote, it just feels like a million years ago when Anthony Davis's dad was like, we're not going to the Celtics. It's just like. Cool, dude. Well, bye. Like, I, I just, I just, I just, I just don't. I don't think that 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 stuff really matters personally.
0: Yeah, I, I think yeah. Like anyone, when you compare the situations, like no one is gonna be like, oh yeah, I'm not gonna pick this up just because they they traded a guy who's out for the year, like in order to better increase their odds of winning a championship. Like like, yeah, you can't you can't really fault the team for that. It it sucks. It's a shitty situation, but. I don't think you can knock it. And and going back to like the big situation, so like, okay, you can move, you can move the Gallinari contract um, to help you make these deals for guys making eight, $9 million, $10 million a year. And you talked about having the the playoff insurance. I think it's almost like just as important now for like the regular season insurance from the sense of like, you, you clearly, you want that one seed. You want to get the best possible draw in the East but you also don't want to wear down Al and Rob Williams on the way to doing mm-hmm. it. And, and if their best lineup right now is Al and Rob in that starting five, which I think it's pretty clear it is again. And you don't want to play Luke Cornette or Blake Griffin at like big minutes, you know, off the bench, then a great way to solve that is get, find a big that can play 15 minutes a game off the bench confidently or more in the starting lineup when those guys need to take them their nights off. And that is, not only sets you up for the playoffs, but it honestly puts Al and Rob in a better position to be healthy for the playoffs, which is going to be part of the battle here going into that grind.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I think that the Celtics caught a break with uh, the KD injury for sure. Yeah. Because the Nets were breathing down their necks and they were looking really good. Um, bad loss against the Spurs last night by the Nets. Don't know if you caught that one, but I, Ben Simmons. I whew. saw the
0: box score, and I yes. saw uh, I went. I mainly to the Ben. I mean, he took ten shots, so good. Good for Ben. That's the thing about Ben Simmons. <laughs> he can't win. He can't right? win.
1: Like he's just he was attacking the rim in the first quarter relentlessly and missing layups, not drawing fouls. Um, could have just made. There were several plays where he could have just kicked it out to like Seth Curry or Joe Harris wide open, and he forced it. He just can't win. I don't know, but um, yeah, the Katie injury was good luck. For the Celtics, this weird Chris Middleton thing, where he's just like out. I don't even know when. Is there even a timetable? I haven't heard I mean, it. I haven't I mean, seen
0: anything on him. Just been like, I know he had a few bad games and then kind of just disappeared, and then it's been really quiet. I feel like, which is yeah, all good. I'm not, not good. Weird. Sense.
1: Weird, weird vibes in Milwaukee. Giannis is now missed, I think, five in a row with a knee thing. Uh, I'm, I don't think that's like a big concern, but they're obviously better with Giannis, even though they got a huge Drew Holiday performance last night and a win over the Raptors. Um, yeah, like I think preserving first place really matters. And you want it you want home court in the finals as well and a team like the nuggets is rolling and uh a team like you know having home court against be it the nets the sixers the bucks whoever it is i do think that this cushion they have a little bit of a cushion right now uh the celtics do what's it like Two and a half, maybe three games in the standings. I'm not looking at the standings right now, but I, I believe... think it's it was,
0: but it, it, it's gone up a little bit more. I think I think we're up to four, based on oh. the slide. That yeah, so there are four games up on the Bucks right now.
1: Oh okay, well since that's since the a...
0: Nets three game losing streak has been timely for them.
1: Uh, yeah, that's a not nothing of a cushion, and so you can you can do the thing where all right, Al, you're not going to play tonight. Um You can maybe sit him, you can maybe sit Al and Rob in certain situations if you absolutely have to, start Grant and Blake, stuff like that. I think that against certain teams and still give yourself a good enough chance to win because Tatum is that good, uh, Jalen is that good. They're so deep on the wings and in the backcourt that – yeah, just like getting someone like Jakob Pertle would just be to like as insurance or coming off the bench, just totally unfair. He's like he's really good. He's a really good player, so I think he'd be worth it even if you're average. He's averaging twelve to fifteen minutes um, in the playoffs. I, I I've I've gone around um, from my initial. Uh, discussed with the Jakob Pertle interest (laughs) the first time we spoke. I think a player like that would really fortify your rotation and make you. I I don't think the Celtics are unbeatable, but I do think they should be considered like heavy favorites in the Eastern Conference. And Pertle, you know, if everyone's healthy and you have Pertle, like you might be unbeatable. I don't know, especially when the threes are falling.
0: All right. I have one more follow-up question on Perudo, and then one more Ross question for you that we can wrap up on. First, we're gonna hear from our sponsor, Bet Online, which remains your number one source for your sports betting this season. Everything from NFL playoffs to pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and more. You can always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online with live betting options, free contests, live scores for almost any sport. Or game imaginable It's a truly the easiest and fastest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. So head on over to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code, so it's 50 to receive your awards, BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Okay, so two questions here to wrap up on. One on Pirtle, Is there any, if they make this trade from, do you see any plausible scenario where you like you try to resign him knowing that he's going to make? And then and you don't have to spend too much because we don't this is a long way away from them. and you have a chance of that. But do you you obviously you have Grant Williams being a free agent, restricted free agent going to this offseason? You have Perdle, you already signed Al Forford to the extension. Um you could really fortify your front court for a long time if you have his bird rights, but is it at the same time is is paying a guy like that, you know, 15 plus million dollars from him off the bench like a smart business decision?
1: Uh, I think it's a really interesting question, particularly because Jakob Pertl might make more than Robert Williams, who has basically the best contract in the NBA. What's he making next year?
0: Like 12? Like 12, yeah. On a permanent basis, it's like, he can't. It's Ridiculous. pretty good.
1: Um, so... Yeah, I mean, I think bringing back Grant at, honestly, whatever number is really important. I love Grant Williams, and I think he's just invaluable in a lot of ways as a role player on this team, on and off the court. I I don't know. Like, Al Horford could fall off a cliff. Like, you know what I mean? I don't. I don't necessarily think that'll happen next year, but it's possible. And if you're able to, if Jakob Pertl is wants to sign with the Celtics, knowing that he's going to be coming off the bench, um, then, and the on- ownership is willing to go deep into the tax, then sure. I mean, like Tatum is 24. Like, Eventually you're gonna to have to replace Horford. Um hopefully I know Jalen, that's another another thing is Jalen's contract. Uh if he makes all NBA, that's supermax eligibility. Like that's it's there's a lot of money that's gonna be owed, I think, uh in the years ahead. But if they wanna pay, um if they want to pay it and they want to pay purdle and Pertle's like okay i'll take that money like i don't see
0: why you wouldn't do it I don't, like i don't know what do you yeah think? yeah it's like i agree but if, if the budget is not a if, if ownership is really happy to really dive into the tax like that's the exact kind of signing that like why not to just literally fortify your front like al horford's getting old like you could use that insurance there even if you have them around for another year or two and even if you don't resign him, even having him like you could sign and trade him somewhere else and get another trade exception or something like that, you could do creative things, so like, or you know, just maybe get something back in a deal for him, like some small asset. If um, you know, I know some teams have cap room, but are those teams that he's interested in going to? Like, who knows? So I don't think either way, I think you could you can get something out of it that maybe helps the return of like the fact you are giving up a first round pick. All right, and then the last question here. Do they, we did a lot of big man talk here. Are you, are you, are you trusting in Justin Jackson at the end of the bench right now? Do you need, do you need an upgrade on 14th man, Justin Jackson, whether it's the buyout market or some sneaky, smaller salary type trade, or, or is that a situation where it's like, listen, like if Tatum or Brown get hurt anyway, you're they're, they're probably screwed. So like, what's, yeah, what's the matter? That's the how point? I feel. <laughs> that's exactly how I feel.
1: Um, if Tatum and Jalen get hurt, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you're not going to find anybody who's going to s- uh, replace the modicum of their production in a playoffs run. Like it doesn't. So, I don't think that necessarily. I know Brad loves wings, three and D guys, all that. I just don't think that it's worth um, what's potentially the cost giving up uh i don't even know what you would like trading gallo for a wing i just don't depends on who it is i haven't even really thought too deeply about it but i just don't know who would crack the
0: rotation yeah um you know, you, very few even you, options the, li- the list is pretty small from like looking i did a list last week of like potential guys in that like salary slot it's just not there's not who can
1: really defend who can slide into a switch, everything scheme, who can shoot threes, who can um, drive closeouts. That's a very valuable player. I just don't think that that's that player is available that, as you said, at that salary slot. So that'd be a tough one. Um, Justin Jackson is a 15th, 14th man, like for a reason, like, <laughs> I don't know. Like it just is what it is. I'd, I think, Potentially, the front court is where you need better depth because of Rob's knee and Horford's age.
0: All right. Make sure you're checking out all Mike's great stuff at theringer.com. He had a great award, midseason awards column back last week, I bet. Do we have anything coming out this week, Mike? Or uh, was that, did that even come out this week earlier? I forget what what the time was on that. It
1: did. That came out on Monday. I'm going to be writing. Writing off a game for the first time all season, I think for uh, Celtics Warriors, which I'm very nice. excited about. Big game; it'll probably be a forty point blowout, but <laughs> we'll make the most of it. Um, but yeah, this was fun, man. Thanks so Ouch. much.
0: It's great to see you. And make sure you're checking Mike out on all the Ringer pods as well. He's popped up on the Bill Simmons podcast plenty of times already. Just, just great chemistry flowing between you two. It's just, it's it's music to my ears. So. We'll have to see it. Make sure you're following Mike as well, at Michael V Pina, But I'm sure everyone here is doing it already. That'll do it for us this week. We'll be back likely later this week to, with reaction to this big showdown with the Warriors and much more here. Hanging in the trade deadline.